Welcome to Take a Pitch Podcast, Episode 2. February is among us, and baseball is among us. We're your hosts, Billy. And Max, and it's about time baseball's here. Yeah. Football's over, thank God, because that Super Bowl sucked. Horrible. That was so bad. Easily the worst ever. Yeah, I could say that. But this isn't a football podcast. No. We're on track with baseball. Thank God. And, uh, oh, yeah, so happy. Slow fucking offseason. We finally get some news, though. Finally. Uh, JT Realmuto's sweepstakes are over. Yep. How the fuck did they decide to trade him within the division? Like, wh- why? <laughs> Wasn't that the biggest thing? They didn't want to keep him in the NL East? Yeah, but at the same time, kind of stupid that they didn't want to do that to begin with. Why? They suck. <laughs> That's true. Simple the Marlins do suck. But, uh, I mean, trade him to Philly. You're only going to make Philly better, I think. Not, I mean, obviously make Philly better, giving them one of the best catches in the game. Okay. But they're giving them the opportunity to get to land a Machado or a Harper because that team now looks so much more appealing with one of the top, what, top five catchers, top three. Okay. On that roster. Mm-hmm. Along with the other moves they've made this offseason, bringing in Andrew McCutcheon, bringing in David Robertson, along with the pieces they have with Nola Hoskins. Aging vets. Right. They have they still have Mikel Franco who can hit. I mean, yeah. he's not the best, but he can hit. That's potential. Right. He's a 25, 30 homer guy if he lives up to his potential. Yeah. And you have Odubel Herrera. They have the pieces in place. You just got to really bring in the Machado or the Harper okay. to round out that team. And I think having Real Muto definitely helps make that team look like a, de- a possible destination for these two guys. Okay. Who, for some whatever fucking reason, it's February 9th, and it's they're still unsigned. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, I think regardless, they're going to have a tough time if they don't hit, which they didn't do in the second half last year. Right. I mean, Aaron Nola's pitching can only get you so far. Yeah. Vince Velasquez's potential can only get you so far. Yeah. They have, a bun- they have Nola at number one, and then they have a bunch of twos and threes. I would say a bunch of threes and fours, honestly. Yeah. I don't think there's a nice. I don't think there's a true number two on that team. No. No breakout number two. Right. Which they can have out of Valence. I mean, oh, they have Jake Arrieta. We're over, completely overlooking oh, Jake Arrieta. Arrieta. Uh, what's the other guy? Pavetta. Nick He's Pavetta. Isn't he a Long Island guy? I think so. Yeah, I thought so too for some reason. I don't know why I'm thinking that, I, but I think you're right. He's he's got he's got potential to be a good three yeah. starter. Yeah, they have Zach Eflin. Yeah, Ben Lively. Got, yep, they've got a lot of guys who can. It's a, they got a patchwork three, four, five. Yeah, with Velasquez as well leading the way. I think. Yes. Um, but I don't think it's a top tier rotation. No. Which is something that might make it a, a frowned upon. Okay. Destination. Because if there's no pitching, you gotta hit. You got You have to hit. And in that ballpark, you definitely can. Right. Oh, you, yeah. I mean, David Wright makes it look easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they did give up, arguably, what would be their breakout number two and the guy, the top prospect, Sixto Sanchez. Okay. What kind of name is Sixto? I have no idea. I mean, I know it's Spanish name because well, Sanchez, but. Yeah, but Sixto? Sixto? Shouldn't it be Sexto? Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like he was a top prospect. Mm-hmm. Fastball can hit triple digits. Yep. Um he's power got he, he's got a he's a power arm. But yeah. he knows how to pitch. Yeah. 
He knows how to hit spots. He knows how to locate. He knows how to change yeah. speeds. Spanish the dude's Syndergaard. legit. Spanish Syndergaard. Yeah, the dude's legit. I mean, he's he has a small frame. Yeah. How small? Uh, I think it was that small. I think he was six feet tall. Really? That's uh, Sixto Sanchez on Google. 5'10". Really? He's 5'10", 185. Really? I thought he was bigger. 5'10", 185. Wow. Yeah, so the book on Sanchez, he's got the stuff to pitch in the top of the rotation. Yeah. I mean, his fastball gets triple digits with movement, mm-hmm. something you know about well. Yeah. Um, He's got a plus breaking ball. His changeup flashes above average potential. Okay. I mean, above average, but it can get to better potential. It is the weeks of his three pitches, though. Right. He only has three pitches? Based on what I'm reading right now, yeah. That's from CVSSports.com. Yeah, okay. His size might suggest a move to the bullpen, which would kind of make this deal automatic loss for the Marlins, I think. Depending on what he becomes. Well, if they have to move him to the bullpen, unless he becomes a Mariano. Yeah, but you're looking at a guy that throws triple digits as a starter. Right. So. Imagine pumping him out of the bullpen. Exactly. In the ninth inning. Oh. I mean, the Marlins should give Sanchez every chance to be a starter. 100%. Before even... I think they should do it, what the Yankees do with Rivera is let him start. If he yeah. doesn't have it, move him to the pen. Like what the Mets did with Henry Mejia. Yeah. Oh, Henry Familia. Mejia. Jerry's Familia, yep. I mean, these guys... A lot of, yeah. lot of guys. Or Aldis Chapman. Yeah, well, he came up as a start As a, as a starter. Came up as a closer. I thought his, his debut was a starter. Are you sure? Ninety percent sure. All right. I think that he they started him as a, they brought him up as a starter. I thought it was a closer. Then they put him as a starter because they saw the potential. Because he did start. It down could have Cuba. been a spot start, maybe that I'm thinking of. Because he was a starter down in Cuba. Right. Right. Yeah. Either way, but Either way. all these guys who have these power arms out of the pen. Okay. Yeah, you know, they they should have been they could have been starters, but the move to the bullpen helped them. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Sanchez, I'm hoping. For the Marlins' sake, that it's not a you know a move to the bullpen, but I think he, I mean he should be their top their top starter in the coming but years. Yeah, definitely, the one thing the Marlins have going for this year, their new uniforms. Oh man, that's the only the thing Marlins did a new rebranding and it's it's nice. Yeah, I thought about getting the hat. Yeah, but lids me up too. lids up their prices though. Did they? Yeah. What is it, 36 bucks? 37. 37. 37.99. Really? For hats. Wow. I was not about that. Eh. Go snapback. They're always cheaper. I, don't, I can't rock a snapback like you. Nah, you can. You always wear the flat brim anyway. That's true. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Um, I mean, Sanchez wasn't the only piece in this deal. No. Jorge Alfaro was yep. going to Miami to pretty much give them a catcher. Yeah. They need one after that. I mean, it was a t- he. he Alfaro was a top-tier catching prospect for a while. Yeah. There are flaws in his game, mm-hmm. but he has plus power. He's got, he's got an arm, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. He just has to put it all together. Yep, exactly. That's all it takes. And when I think that can happen so much easier when you're on a team like Miami where you know you're not competing. Right. It, it gets you a chance to work on your game mm-hmm. and really work on what you can do better. Exactly. Um, and I think he's got, especially with the hitting aspect, he's got great veterans in that group because uh, they just signed Curtis Granderson. Yeah. 
So having a guy like Granderson who's hit 40 homers in a season, mm-hmm. albeit in Yankee Stadium, um, that can really help you along the way. Mm-hmm. And he's got Don Mattingly as a freaking manager. Yeah. The guy could hit. Yeah. That's all you so, need. So he's got pieces to get his bat better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, defense, he wasn't the worst. No. He's better than Real Muto. Defensively? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I don't know about that one, but... In my opinion. Right, right. I mean, It's an opinion thing. I don't think... Real Muto is a very... Uh, what's it called? Athletic. He's yeah, he's freakishly athletic. But I don't think he's fit to be a catcher. Really? Yeah. Haven't heard that take yet. I mean... From anyone. defensive runs saved or negative. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't look at that. I didn't see that. He's good at... He's good at throwing and pitch framing. That's it. So you think he's overrated? Defensively, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Offensively, no. Right. Because I mean, a commanding position. Right. I mean, he's never going to be Buster Posey or Yachty. No. And I don't think we're going to see one of those guys for a long time unless Joey Bart comes up and does. Joey that. Bart with the Giants, the right? Giants. I mean, he's got Buster Posey in the way, though. Not really. Well, you think they're trans- transitioning Posey to first base? Potentially. Or there might be another rule put in place that might help. I mean, yeah, these new rules. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, there's still one other prospect that the Marlins got who... Not the worst, mm-hmm. but he's definitely an interesting piece. According to the CBS Sports article, he's not overpowering. What? What's his name? Will Stewart. Okay. Not overpowering, throws a lot of strikes with a low 90s fastball. Okay. Two different types of change-ups. He's got the circle change uh-huh. being his out pitch, according to this article. Um, and like a cutter type I guess so. Yeah. Like Hendricks? Kind of, yeah, I guess so. Or Hendrick. Hendrick, yeah. Hendrick. Kyle Hendrick. Hendricks. I don't even know. I, I'm not sure. Cause uh, fuck the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this article says that his command is good. So, okay. you know, obviously any pitcher with good command is going to mm-hmm. be able to to thrive in the big leagues. Yep. Um, and it says that it might be more upside here than expected. Guy's just 21 years old. He's the same age as me. Wow. So, which makes me feel really under, you know. Achieving. Underachieved, yeah. Underachieving, yeah. I mean, you got guys like this, 20 years old. Andres Jimenez from the Mets, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper came up at 19 years old. Yep. I mean, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was a th- good third piece of this, uh, this trade. I think the Marlins did well. Okay. But they could have done better. Yeah. I think they out. They, they, they waited too long to make a deal. 100%. They waited two, two and a half weeks till spring training. Right. I mean, not even that. They had probably many other That's much better saying. deals. You're not going to get that good December. of deals. You're right. not gonna get that good to deals in February, right? But in winter meetings, that's where it is. I mean, I know there was that whole uh, Mets Yankee Marlin three way trade. Yeah. Did you hear the full details on that one? No. Real Muto to the Mets, mm-hmm. Syndergaard to the Yankees, Andujar, and I believe it was Torres go to the Marlins. Wow! Look who wins in that trade. I believe it was Torres. I know Andujar was a big was the piece in that. If it's Andujar and Torres, oh man, 
I saw it somewhere. I completely forgot. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But, I mean that, but that was a Marlins proposed trade. Okay. Yeah. So obviously they're gonna win that. Uh, let's see, Mets, Marlins, Yankees trade. Here we go. It's one of the top searched ones on Google. Here we go. Is this nope? That's SI. It was on SNY. I remember this, and it was nuts because there was a lot of big names moving around, and the Marlins mm-hmm. sh- could have had a better, a significantly better farm system than with just Sixto Sanchez and Will Stewart. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Now, here we go. Proposed deal. Rio Muto would have gone to the Mets, who would have shipped pitcher Noah Syndergaard to the Yankees, and the Yankees would have sent third baseman Miguel Andujar and catcher Gary Sanchez to Miami. Right, right. Okay, I did hear this. Actually, you sent it to me. I did send it to you, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) It's, I mean, even if that were something that all three teams were crazy enough to accept. Okay. The Marlins w- have significantly better pieces in that trade mm-hmm. than this trade. But that's just me. All right. So I think the Marlins could win this trade, but I don't think Sanchez and Stewart upgrade their 28th-ranked farm system that much. No. I don't think anything does. I think that's, that's just me, though. I, I think they need to they need to find like an Omar Manai kind of guy to upgrade their, their system. They need really badly just upgraded and they need to upgrade everything i mean they're that's i think it starts from where the stadium was the location of the stadium okay. doesn't draw fans no. therefore no one wants to play in that market too close to the beach nobody wants to go to a baseball game when you go to the beach in the summer exactly that's why there never be a, a real team on south shore of long island or south carolina mm. myrtle beach kind of thing okay yeah okay yeah so we're gonna move to the philly mm-hmm does that make the Phillies the favorite in that division? No. Where where do you? Yeah, I didn't ranked? even have them. I I still have them in fourth. Even after the trade? No. Before the trade, I don't I, think Real Muto really jumps them that much. Okay, so where where would you have them now? Tie for third. With I'll put them right around. I'll put them with the Braves. Okay, so you have, I don't think the Braves are going to be that good. So what do you have? What's your what's your analyst looking like right now? Nationals. Okay. Because also I think they're going to get Bryce Harper back. Right. Um. Nationals. Uh, honestly, it's a toss up between the next three. Braves. You think it's going to be? Mets. I think it's going to be the most competitive division and the division to yeah. watch, which yes. I think we said in the last episode. I, yeah, and I think three teams are going to go to playoffs. Wow. That's uh that's a hot take right there because it's tough to get three teams in from one division, let alone three teams in the playoffs. Uh I, I don't know what I'm saying right there. That was dumb of me. Anyway. <laughs> um moving on okay. from my fuck up. Major League Baseball making headlines more headlines on Thursday. We got new rules to talk about. Yep. And some rules where Guys like, I know for me at least, mm-hmm. baseball purists yep. are going to fucking hate them. Okay. One of the biggest and most talked about ones, that's new at least, because there, there are some of these have been discussed in years prior, but the biggest new one that was proposed, mm-hmm. a three batter minimum for pitchers. Okay. 
which for me at least looking at it kills situational relievers 100 percent. that's the extinction of lefty specialists right so guys like jerry blevins don't have a job no i disagree jerry was better against i was gonna say over the past two years or no not last year last year he just sucked in general but uh 2016-17 he was actually better against righties than he was against righties but again yes but i know what you're saying yeah those one one and done pitchers. Yep. Which I personally think takes the strategy out of the game, a lot of it. it does. Baseball is a chess game, right? Chess match? Yep. They're trying to make it like Mancala. The one the game with the little marbles. Yeah. Where you, uh, I know. Yeah. Good game. It's a fun game. Fun. When you know what you're doing. <laughs> but so is chess. Yeah. It's all strategy. Right. Mancala not so much. It's just marbles. And you look at baseball compared to every other major sport. It's more there's more strategy there's than more anything. More strategy than anything else. Right. Exactly. With basketball, you got this one player who can take over a game. Yeah. Football, you have, as long as you have a deep threat or a quarterback with a good arm, you're fine. Right. Well, mostly it's offensive line. For, yeah, I was going to say, a good offensive line is all you need. Right. In hockey, as long as you have a pure score, like an Ovechkin or Cindy Crosby, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Soccer is soccer. Same thing as all, all the rest that you just named. Exactly. I mean, this is, the I think, the most team-oriented sport. 100%. It's the only sport where you have to give your uh, opponent the ball. Right. And there's no time clock on it, which we'll get into in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But there's three batter minimum. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are exceptions for uh, injuries, which makes sense. Yeah. Should a guy get injured two batters in? Well, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of teams will be doing that. Right. Some, to get around injuries. Yeah. Oh, my arm. I, I have dead arm. Yeah, you have to be taken out. Oh, look at that. Coincidence. Right. Oh, you have a guy warming up already? Hmm. <laughs> um, Sus. But no, but I think... <laughs> I don't understand the point of the rule, really, either. Because this is from Jeff Passan on ESPN. He, mm-hmm. he lists out all these. Um, it's... <sighs> Most to speed it up. Right, it's to speed it up, but then you have three batters they have to face. Yeah. What if those three batters are three lefties, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. Either way, you're still making the pitching change. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, yeah, why there's a big difference between three batters or three outs. Right. Right. If it's three outs, like you have to pitch a full inning. Full inning, yeah. I think it's much worse then. Oh, much worse. So I think this is the better of the two options there. Because that would be so much more restrained. But three batters, a little extreme. Right. I, I'm not a fan of it. And I know you as a... A former pitcher. Yeah. Not a fan? No. All right. And we mentioned uh, speeding up the game. Something that was talked about last two, last year and two years ago, but it was implemented last year in the minor leagues. Okay. The 20-second pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Now, I think keep it in the minor leagues. Yeah. They want to bring it to the major league level. I think, I'm saying personally, keep it in the minors. Okay. Because you want to speed up the game. These guys are now program the minor leagues to work quickly. That's not going to change when they get to the big league level. Okay. If their bo- their minds program like that, they'll still, you know, work quickly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So keep it in in the minor leagues where they're more I guess more impressionable. Okay. Then bring it up to the big leagues. Uh, that's just my take on it. I agree. I think it's kind of stupid, but it's it makes sense for what they're trying to do with the game. Yes. Um no other take there. Just I pretty much said it all. No, nah, I agree <laughs> with everything you just said. I got nothing else to add. 
All right. Well, I know this one you have a, a nice opinion on. Universal, desi- universal designated hitter. Mm-hmm. God. I like it. I, I want to know what, what. You like it? Yeah. So you don't want it. So, okay. So you like it, but you don't want it. Yeah. It's a video game thing. Explain. Explain. It makes everything so much easier for every team. It makes the level of playing ground for all pitchers even. It adds another bat to lineups. Right. But it also makes the pitchers' uh, job harder as right. well. So that's a downside. But so, right, go, go on. No, no you, so so all I'm hearing is a lot of, lot, I'm hearing a lot of negatives. Yeah. Adding that extra bat, so teams have to spend mm-hmm. more money essentially, which no. the owners don't really like doing. But you look at Yankees. you look at a guy like with the Mets, Peter Alonso. Right. Can't field. He's gotten better though. He's gotten better. It doesn't mean he can. Right. Okay. Look at anybody on the Mets. Right. On the, the, Met, I, the Mets are, I think, in the NL are the team mm-hmm. best designed. Or the Phillies. Phillies fucking Phillies, horrible. Even the Rockies. Yeah. I but mean, I mean, it yeah. adds that extra player in there to hit no matter where he is in the lineup. Okay. And it rests your pitcher more. Pitchers will be going deeper into games probably because now they know they have half an inning off. They don't have right. to like get prepared to hit. So you think that pitchers hitting is plays a huge impact on them? Huge no. Staying in the game? Huge no. Has an impact though. Definitely. As all right, someone growing up pitching. Right. I hit probably until I was 15, 16 okay. pitching in games. Right. And then after that, it was always DH. Came, yeah. Probably no, nah, probably around sixteen. When I was in like tournaments upstate and whatnot, right? We were getting DHs for pitchers, and you personally was... felt better. Yes, interesting. Because now instead, I'm not focusing on okay. Now I have two runners out there. I have to either advance them or get them in somehow. You're focusing on hitting. the next three hitters. I'm just focused exactly. Okay, I know who's coming up. I'm looking at this. So uh, you're more locked in. Yeah, I'm looking at the scorebook, looking at what they did last at bat, remembering. And I'm focusing on that instead of the hitting aspect. So as someone who has a pitching mindset like you. Yep. Why are you against it? Why am I against it? Why I, are you against the universal DH? Baseball purist. I mean, it's the sport. Like, I don't like the DH in general. Okay. It's not the sport. The original sport, it's not. like. So your your solution would be to get rid of the American League DH and unify it that way? No. You're okay with it not being unified? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I don't like it because of the fact that as as a Mets fan, as a fan of National League Baseball, yeah. I love watching pitchers hit. Like, say that the DH was in place three years ago, right? 20, okay. 2015, three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't get Bartolo Colon's home run. Correct. We wouldn't get you know, uh, Max Scherzer laying down a button trying to beat it out or something like that. Okay. You wouldn't get seeing some of these pitchers who are athletes mm-hmm. show off their athleticism. Yeah. I mean, I know we we circle back to the Mets a lot, mm-hmm. but Noah Syndergaard is a prime example of that. Okay. Two, he had two home runs in one game. What about Shea Otani? Well, Otani is different because of, he's in the American League. Yeah. Should he be in the National League? I think it adds a whole other dimension to his team and okay. the strategy that when playing mm-hmm. against his team. 
So I do think it saves Otani big time from having to play at outfield. Okay. Um, so keeping in the American League is fine by me. Okay. It's been there since I was born. It's been there since the 70s, right? 60s, 70s? Uh, 77, 78, somewhere around there. It's been there since since Late a 70s. while. It's been a while. Yeah. Keep it there. You know, don't change that game. Yeah. Um, another one that I brought to you that you weren't too keen on. Mm-hmm. Draft advantages to winning teams and penalties for no. losing teams. Yeah. No. So the report I read was basically if, say, like, remember when the Astros were god-awful for those yep. f- five-year stretch? Yep. They, there would be no more of that. Yeah. So basically no more tanking. Right. Which is essentially the idea of this new rule change. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Why? Why? Because if your team sucks... I mean, you can't just always say that they're tanking. Right. Because now look at the Marlins. You look at them, they have a horrible, 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 horrible farm system. Oh, they're god-awful. Atrocious. But they haven't done anything in recent drafts to update it, upgrade it. That's the thing. They tried, obviously. Everyone tries in the draft. True. But sometimes you just can't get it. And now that limits them. If now, okay, they were whatever pick last year. Say it drops them this year down to number 12. Now you're missing those top 11 guys. True. So here's. For a team that needs it the most. Right. So here's something. uh, Here's what Jeff Passon from ESPN. So low revenue teams that succeed, whether by finishing above 500 or making the playoffs, would be given greater draft positions or bonus pools under the union's proposal. Wait, say that again. Low revenue teams Mm -hmm. that succeed, whether by finishing above 500 or making the playoffs, would be given greater draft positions or bonus pools under the union's proposal. Okay, I can see bonus pools. Bonus pools, I think, fine. That's fine. But impacting the draft? No. I think there's an issue there. I like the draft. I like the way it's set up. I think MLB has the best draft out of them all. The union suggested teams that lose 90-plus games in consecutive years could be affected negatively in the draft. So basically, the union's saying everybody should be playing 500 baseball. Yeah, that's stupid. That's not... It's not possible. Right. Well, I mean, it is. Theoretically, it's possible for every team to be 500. Right. But it's not going to be good baseball. No. It's it's going to draw fans away from the game, which is something that they're trying to stop. Yeah. Um, another rule change that you you kind of pointed out when I overlooked it. Mm-hmm. A rule that would allow two sport amateurs to sign major league contracts. Basically, this yeah. is in the wake of Kyler Murray. Yep. Um, Idiot. No, well, I think he should be playing baseball regardless. So do I. Because he's going to get crushed as a quarterback. Too small. But. Uh, MLBPA suggested bringing back the major league contract as an enticement for two sport athletes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's issues with service time on that. Yeah, of course. Which is something that the union, uh, the players' union, mm-hmm. kind of wants to fix, mm-hmm. especially with the manipulation of the Super Two deadline. Yes. Um, so I think there's other ways to go around it, but none of these, none of these rule changes, I think, are going to really. 
make much of a difference okay. in pace of play. I think they're just making the game worse. All right. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I think might make the game a little better. Mm-hmm. A single trade deadline before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Put more emphasis on the first half of the season. Kind of set your team. And then get rid of the waiver deadline, which is only a month away from postseason. Yeah. Preventing like a Josh Donaldson type of trade from last year. Okay. Where a guy can hit, you know, X amount of homers and impact the team big time. Okay. I think that's the only one that I could see that might help the game. I don't like it, though. I, I don't know if it even helps the game. How does it help the game? Explain that. I think you'll see better baseball in the in the spring spring months in April, May, when the MLB is competing for um, Viewers. viewership with the NHL playoffs, yeah. the NFL, the NBA playoffs, um, even the fucking NFL draft. Okay, can sometimes get bigger viewer viewer numbers than mm-hmm. baseball games. So you're competing with a lot of these. I mean, the Preakness, all these horse races. Okay, even NASCAR sometimes can out outview. Well, wow. unlike the Indy 500, that's like saying, you know, but Toby Keith has a bigger concert than Aerosmith, which is false. I'm just saying because Aerosmith would fucking rock a stadium. Toby Keith would rock an arena. Um, but I, I don't. I think it would place more emphasis on that and then help the viewership mm-hmm. for Major League Baseball. I see it's, it's more of a revenue thing than anything. Mm, okay. That's just my viewpoint on it. I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it at the 81st game, and everybody has to have their 81st game on the same day. So to strategically place off days in different positions, but everybody has the same amount of off days prior to that point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, not everybody has the same opening day. So Right, because I know the, the Mariners and A's are in yeah. Tokyo on the 22nd of March or something like that. Exactly. Every other team starts the 29th. Yeah, or no, nah, whatever. But but something like that, similar to that. But yeah, um, but uh, and then not every team ends the same day. Well, now every team ends the same day. They implemented that. You sure? Every team ends the same day. Oh really? Oh, you're right. They, you they are. and they started doing. I'm sorry. Every team, every game starts at three o'clock on yeah. that day. Sorry, my eye fucked me up on that one. <laughs> it's okay. I know that problem. Um. <laughs> But yeah, every team stops on the same day and plays plays on the same at the same time on the last day of the season. Okay. Um, and one last rule change to get to real quick that I wanted to touch on. Major League Baseball is still hell bent on putting a runner at second base mm-hmm. to start an inning. Okay. So I think that needs to go away. Manfred Rob Manfred can implement that this year if he mm-hmm. chooses to. Okay. I personally think that would kill the game completely. Yeah. I think because you got to earn that. You got to earn that base. My my personal opinion is these some of these so many of these games these changes would kill the game of baseball as we know it. Okay. Therefore, re, um, reducing player involved uh, youth involvement, which is something they're trying to improve. Okay. Uh, that's just my take on it. I don't know how you feel about this. Um, a lot of these, according to sources, uh, say that the likelihood of a handful of these proposals being ratified is unlikely. Yeah. I don't think really any of them are going to happen, at least this year. 
for me, I think it's more just of some things that the the union's bringing forward to try and help prevent a work stoppage in 2022, I think. Yeah. Which yeah, has been... Ends at right. the end of 2021. Right, which has been kind of heavily talked about, mm-hmm. especially with Jake Arrieta tweeting, all these guys signing one to three year deals, stay woke, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's something to look it's, forward to towards the future. and Oh, not look forward to, but I think, look ahead I, at. Yeah, I think that there's very good chance that there's going to be a strike. If you had to put a percentage on it, what would it be? Right now? Yeah. 97. Really? Yes. That high? Yes. It is not That's good. That's a shame. I know. We still have two years, two and a half years till, you know, that really becomes yeah. an issue. I mean, but. part of it is because of the slow off season we've had. Yeah. Um, the only really big news recently, aside from the Real Moto trade, mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado signed a long term uh, is not sorry sorry signed a one year deal avoiding arbitration with the Rockies at a record twenty seven million. Yeah, um, and he's working towards a long term extension with Colorado to keep him there throughout his career. Yeah, how does I mean I I mean how does an, an Arenado extension impact this offseason currently? Should it get done before Harper and Machado sign? I think that's neither here nor there. Neither of them are going to go to Colorado. Right. I don't think it has any conflict whatsoever. So you don't think the the, the financials, the length of this deal, mm-hmm. would get to Harper's camp and say, hey, listen, Arenado got this. I'm better than Arenado. Why am I not getting these? Are either of them better than Arenado, though? I'm just saying, well, they, they, they each think they are, obviously. Well, they think. Are they, though? I don't think so. I think his fielding says... Arenado, yeah, Arenado is in a, in a league of his own, essentially. And I don't even care if you want to say the Coors fucking aspect. The Coors field it, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's not yes, but no. It is bullshit. Yes, but no, but not really, because it's not like... Arenado splits are better than most Rockies have been. Yeah, but then you take, like, it's not like his hard hit rate's going up. Right. If you... if. You want to bring me that? Then yeah, I'll say that it's a real big difference. But the hard hit rate's not up. It's just elevation. Right. It's just, it's just how far, how quick the ball gets out. Yeah, it's pressure. I, I think Arenado is kind of the key to this offseason, unfortunately, the way yeah. it's been going. Okay. Because it's been painfully slow. Painfully slow. Mm-hmm. To the point where... We have Darius Rucker tweeting about the Reds possibly <laughs> winning a World Series this year, which hey, we'll get to in a little bit. Keep an eye. Hey, listen, Major League Baseball had the, tweeted, at, tweeted back the eye emoji, so there might be something there. Never know. Um, but no, seriously, though, it's, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Because I think Machado and Harper are waiting on each other. Of course. I think it's a stare down that who's going to sign first, and neither one of them wants to be the first to sign. Yeah, because that's going to set the table. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, then that exactly—that's really it. It's a stare down, and then you'll you'll see a bunch of fucking guys that are on the market still. Even Kimbrel collapsing. I, well, do you think the Machado Harper market impacts Kimbrel's market, Craig Kimbrel? No, I think Craig Kimbrel impacts his own market. His own market. So you think he's asking for too much? Yeah. He's asking for what, six years at what, a hundred million or something? Something like that. It's like fifteen million a year or something. A little bit more. So he's asking for third baseman money. Yeah. As a closer. Eh. 
somebody that's dropping off too. Who's had Tommy John surgery, right? How, how old is he now? Kimbrel, let's see. What he's got gonna here. be what? Eight, uh, well, I was about to say eighty-three. Eighty-three. Yeah. Sometimes he pitches like that. Thirty-three. Probably. Kimbrel. That's my guess. He's going to his age thirty-three season. No. No. Where is he born? Eighty-eight. Oh, really? He's thirty years old. Wow. What? What year was his debut? Twenty ten. Two thousand nine. Let's see. We got baseball. Feels like he's been around forever. Yep. May seventh, twenty ten. There you go. That's why. I mean, baseball reference is a phenomenal thing. Like, we don't do free ads here, but baseball reference. Shout out to you guys. I mean, even think about just off topic quickly is yeah. Felix Hernandez. He's been around since 05. It's fucking wild. It's incre- incredible. That's fucking wild. And he's still, and he, but he's Felix Hernandez yeah. has quietly, like, Hall of Fame career, insanely quietly, like a whisper, not even put together a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, definitely. I feel bad. He needs to make the playoffs one year. He really does. <sighs> he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Craig Kimbrell last year saved 42 games, 5-1 mm-hmm. with a two seven four ERA. Yeah, but he was like one-something. He was sub-two in the first half. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. I mean, in 2016, he was an all-star, saved... 31 games. Mm-hmm. Save numbers. This was the first year above 36 since 2015 with the Padres. There's one year there. Yeah. Who's he with after the Padres? Boston. Boston. He's been so with Boston. It, for it went long? Atlanta, Padres for Padres, one year. Yeah. Boston. Yeah. I think because he's never going to be the 50, 47, 50 save guy again. I don't think so, at least. Mm-hmm. The only reason he had forty-two saves because the Red Sox were one of the best. Were the best team in baseball. Well, yeah, they had one hundred and right, wins. but they were the best team in baseball. Yeah, exactly. You don't. Uh, he, that That's just pro- essentially proves how ineff- either ineffective he was mm-hmm. in tight games with when they actually mean something. Yeah. Or the Red Sox just blew out teams so he, he wasn't needed, and it was a combination of both, in my well, opinion. Yeah, both. I was gonna say. I mean, the guy's a uh, let's see, seven-time All Star, so. Respect to him for that, but... He's a huge uh, future Hall of Famer. You think so? Yeah. Career saves. He only had 333 saves, so he's got a little, little while to go. He's 30. I know. He's got, he's, As a closer? Right. No, I know. If he, could, if, he could, if he could find another pitch that will prolong his career another 10 years... So easy. knuckleball? No. Baseball reference projections no have him... closers. Get out of here. Baseball reference projected projections have him at 25 saves with a 314 ERA. Yeah, see where he goes. In his age 31 season. And I think it all depends. If he goes back to Boston, he's fine. Yeah. He needs to go to a a contender. I guess I guess he's he won the World Series. He just wants some money now. Exactly. I think that's really where it comes down to. Mm-hmm. 9 years in the league. He's a 9-year vet. I think let's see. I, Great thing about baseball orphans, you can check salaries on here. Yeah. Salary. He history. made thirteen million last year. Mm-hmm. Just take the money and go. Go back to Boston. Yeah. You literally want two million dollars extra? Yeah. You don't need it. Is two million dollars gonna make a difference? In his career, he's made I mean, fifty five yeah. million dollars. It's like four Lambos, bro. But that's that's fifty five million dollars more than I'll ever have, it seems like. Yeah. On top of whatever contract he's about to get. Yeah. So I mean, you want to talk about payday, though? Mm-hmm. The Yankees reportedly offered Manny Machado a seven- or eight-year deal. Yeah. Around, what, 
I think it was two two twenty, right? Yeah, which is right about thirty one million. Which is right 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 where he wants to be. Yep. Supposedly though, the White Sox offered him two hundred fifty million dollars for seven years. Really? Straight rumors. That's all it is. Well, Straight yeah, rumors. of course. I was gonna say I didn't even hear that. It MLB Network is on my on my TV twenty four seven. I didn't hear that. It had to be rumor. Shout out MLB, MLB Network. Um, no, it's I, I, I saw something on MLB Network actually. Okay. About a player signing deadline. Yeah, I heard about that too. Because we're a week away from pitch, all pitchers and catchers reporting. Yep. Officially. Mm-hmm. And two of the game's top players Not and the top they. game's top closer. Yeah. Are still unemployed. Yep. Not for lack of options. No. This greed is is really mm-hmm. where where this we need this line. Yeah. So I propose. Mm-hmm. This is my proposal to Major League Baseball. If anyone happens to hear this, you should probably do it. All right. January eighteenth. Interesting. Okay. Random day in January. Yeah. Middle of January. Every free agent who sh- you know who has a contract offer should find one they like. Okay. Which should be an exclusive no uh, negotiations. Oh, so it knocks off the other teams. Right. Say, okay, I want to work with this team. This is what they're offering me. This is how far apart we are. Okay. By January 18th, players should know that. So you're kind of setting it to an arbitration kind of thing. Sort of, but no independent arbitrator. Well, yeah, no. I'm just saying right. we're like you're limited to that. And then right. After that, there. it's negotiating period. Yeah. I, I think... Something like that needs to happen to cut down on A, the greed. Okay. B, a slow-ass off-season for us podcasters. Okay. Um, That is a little greedy, but fuck it. Uh, (laughs) And to really give these teams a chance to market these new guys. Okay. I think, especially guys like Machado and Harper. Mm -hmm. These guys are marketing pieces. Yeah. For whatever team they land with. Mm-hmm. Imagine not having a full month before the season starts to market your best player. No. It, it's ridiculous. Think about how much money the, these teams are losing. Mm-hmm. Not being able to say, hey, listen, we have Harper. Yeah. Bryce Harper is this guy. Have, posters, have billboards plastered all over the, their cities yeah. of Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. In their in his new threads, yeah, or Washington, uh-huh. you know it's 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 mind boggling to me. Stupid. That's just that's just me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think we need a deadline. Okay. I mean, it worked out it well. Work. For, it worked out well for the Red, Red Sox and JD Martinez last year holding out. Yeah, but these guys are all going to constantly bet on themselves, and they're not going to get paid. Yeah, JD wanted what one sixty. Something like that. Yeah. He got what one twenty? Something like that. Right. Yeah. Taking forty million dollars just because he bet on himself for so long. Exactly. Granted, he 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 was best case scenario there. Well, yeah. He found best case scenario. Yeah. Win a win a ring, hit forty homers, mm-hmm. play with the MVP. Mm-hmm. He he yeah. He lucked Only out. He played good defense. It would have been MVP. Right. Yeah. But he lucked out. Yeah. He he took a chance, bet on himself, and won. Yep. I don't see it going that way with Manny Machado. No. I see Harper possibly going that way. But I can't guarantee either one. Okay. 
So, I mean, we haven't even heard anything about Harper other than the fact that he met with the fucking Giants. Yeah. Well, recently. that was the last update yeah. I've heard. He met with the Giants. Yeah. And the owner seems very optimistic about it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Honestly? If I'm feeling that. Really? You, you believe in him? I know Farhan Zaidi said something. I like it. Farhan Zaidi said he's feeling confident too. I like it though. What? Harper the Giants? Yeah. I like it a lot. Because look at it. It's the same thing as Bonds. Where they get a big lefty bat, got him to the World Series in 02. So you think Harper is the missing piece in San Francisco? Well, not right away, but One same off. thing as Bonds. I, I think a few more years rebuilding. Right. Zaidi is a genius. Oh, my God. And I think that they have the potential. They need outfielder. Right. They need a power bat. They, you need a power bat there. Right. Especially a left-handed power bat. That's insane. What's the name of that ballpark now? It was AT&T Park. Uh, it's Oracle. A- Oracle Park? That's no, Oracle. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about greed. <laughs> anyway, I mean, Miller Park is even Miller Park anymore next year. So going yeah. next few years. Well, no, they are still next year, right? Next year, I think they are. Then Like this season. 2020, I think it starts. Or 20, yeah. At the end of the 2019 yeah. season, yeah. Fans are trying to start Can't up a uh, keep it back at petition. Yeah. yeah, I would. Yeah. Anyway. It's a um, landmark. Yeah. So, we've talked Machado. We've talked Harper. Mm-hmm. I know we said something at the end of the last episode. Where do you see him going? Harper? Any Those are the two of them. Where do you see each of them going? Because I see Harper going back to Washington, yeah, honestly. Yeah, me too. Realistically, at this point, yeah. Harper's going back to Washington. He's going back home. Yeah. That, it, it makes too much sense. Now, as for Machado... What do you got? <laughs> Who the hell knows? White Sox, Because the Padres also met with him. Padres. I mean, they're but, trying to push their timeline, too. But here's the thing. With the Padres, he's... How long will be a shortstop? Half season? Right, with Tatis Jr. Yeah. He's... I think he's... Gonna or be, do they move Tatis Jr.? Nah. You don't think so? When you're rather the more athletic guy playing shortstop? That's true. No, I, I'm just saying. Could it, yeah. They could do that. They could. I, I would Which is essentially what the it. Orioles did with Manny Machado. Yeah. But who's the actual better defender there? Oh, of course. Machado's better at third third base than shortstop. Yeah. yeah. And J.J. Hardy was much better. He was a gold glove shortstop. Right. He was one of the most underrated players of yeah. that decade, I want to say. He just he didn't hit for average. No. He had power. He was a guy that he could hit you 25, 30 home runs, and he was going to give you gold glove defense, have some good base running. Right. Yeah. He was a three-tool player. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. So where does Machado land then? <sighs> Beats the fuck out of me. Uh, if I had to take a guess right now, I'm still going White Sox. I'm going to say the White Sox and the Phillies miss out on both big-name free agents. Yeah. Now, does that make the Real Muto trade for not? No. kind of wipe out the purpose of it? No. They got – that's the thing with the Phillies. I was looking at their uh, offseason acquisitions, and they had a bunch of B-list players added to a nice right. young core. McCutcheon and Robertson, headlining Segura. Gene Segura, yep. And now with Hoskins back at first base, where he belongs. Right. Uh, you know, I think they have a nice team. I don't think it puts them over 
any hump to over get. anything. Yeah, because I think what those players did last year is what they are. Overachieving the first half, half and then fizzle out. No, I think the numbers that they put up are what they are. Okay. Like, I think, I think the only one for improvement really, uh, Hoskins can improve more. Right. I think on the power aspect, and uh, who's who, who's slated for right field right now? Nick Williams, I think. Right. Mm, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he has bigger potential. Okay. I, I don't think that. that I don't think they're a playoff team, though. So if they don't get Machado or Harper, they're not a playoff team? No. Okay. I think they lack in pitching in general. So I don't, a guy like, is gonna, I don't think Nola is going to repeat. As a 10-war guy? I, no, no, there's no fucking way. So then would a guy like Dallas Keiko, again, still unemployed, yep. help that team? Put him over a hump? No, but he would help. I mean... Here's the thing. That's the thing about baseball. You never have any idea what's going to happen. Right. See, everyone's saying the Braves, but Braves relied on all those first-year guys last year. Right, who nobody had the book on. Nobody had the book on. You're going to have scouting reports on all these guys going into this year now, along with the fact that, you know, the amazing sophomore slump. Ah, uh, yes. And their entire rotation is all young guys. Right, Fulton Evich, uh, Newcomb. Newcomb. Uh, Max Freed at one point, I think he's still there, right? I think he's in the bullpen now. Oh. But, but either way. Yeah. Led so, by Mike an Soroka, aging, uh Julio Tehran. Julio Tehran, yeah. But he's he's sucks besides uh against the Mets. Yeah. But and uh <laughs> what what uh Tuki. Tuki Tucson. Yep. So So they have potential. So look at the Braves then. Again. Would you rather have Keiko or Gio Gonzalez? Again. Both of them are unemployed, looking for teams. A lot of teams need pitching. Where did those two guys end up? If I was the Braves, which one would I go after? Yeah. Keiko. All right. And where where do you think Keiko's going to end up ultimately? Probably back in Houston. Retreating back home. Like a hard yeah. situation, yeah. Because, mainly because I think Houston needs him more than he needs Houston. Interesting. Because Houston has this window right now. They have... Altuve for a long time, right? Right. They have Altuve, but Springer, Correa. Springer is getting there. Right. Springer's the one He's that's... getting close yeah. to free agency. And then comes Correa right after. And, and then, then comes Bregman. Bregman right after. So... They have that... You're looking at this window right. on these offensive guys that they only have for so long. They need to they need to lock up Keuchel, I think. Okay. If he could repeat his 2015, 16. Right. One of those years, yeah. His, his, both. his World Series year. 2017. Was he good that year? I think he was okay. He was good in playoffs. 16 was the, the where he almost won the Cy Young, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 2015, he was good too, though. Yeah. But either way. He's had a, a three-year stretch where he's say, been. Yeah. So we'll go with 2016. If he could regain that form, he's golden. Right. I mean, so where does Gio Gonzalez land then? White Sox. So you think they're going to bolster that rotation? Bring in a veteran, Joe Gonzalez. Um, yeah. Bring in the Miami guy. Miami. Miami. Add another one. They want all the Miami guys on earth. Right, just to recruit Machado. Uh-huh. That's what I think that's what I said last time. Or one of our mock casts that we did. I think I said said something like Yeah. You know, these guys are all they're all connected to one person. Yep. Manny Machado. Yep. Okay, I could I could see Gio going there. I could also see Gio going to the Phillies. 
Interesting. Okay. Because like you said, Aaron Nola, not going to be able to carry the whole staff. True. They need a lefty, too. Right. I mean, Nick Pavetta's a lefty, right? I don't think so. I I think they have one lefty. I forgot who it was. Um, But anyway, uh, Gio Gonzalez brings a veteran presence to a young staff. Okay. And just adds another veteran to a young core, a young team. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Plus, it gives them another all-star. Okay. And for someone, and Gio Gonzalez is someone I think wouldn't break the bank. I know the no. Phillies are looking to spend stupid money, but I don't think he would break the bank for them. Which I think it'd be a value deal. Yeah, he's a, he's on the dollar menu, pretty much. Um, no, no lefties. No lefties at all, huh? Nope. So yeah, they they need a lefty anyway. Yeah, Gio Gonzalez fits that mold. Dallas Keuchel fits that mold. Yes. These two lefties have an opening right here in Phil right there in Philadelphia. Yeah. If Philadelphia wants to be smart and chase that chase that. Exactly. So where so you think Keiko goes back to Houston. Yes. Gio goes to Chicago. Yep. The White Sox. Yep. Kimbrell. Where does he end up? Hmm. I don't know. You know where I would I would like him to go, but not in not for me. So as, as a like fan, it. as whatever the Braves. Okay, I was thinking that he would go back home, like, to, yeah. go back to Atlanta. Yep. Yeah, I think that, that would give him a definite closer. I know AJ Minter was great last year, and uh, who's that? Who's that big righty? Which one? They like three of them. The other guy that's in contention for the uh, closer job. Um, I don't know. The Braves have a nice little team, though. Right, they have a nice young core. Yeah. Let's oh, see. they have uh, Kevin Gossman. Right, they do. They I got him in, the, that. Yeah. in that in that trade with the Orioles at the deadline. Yeah, AJ Minter, uh, Darren O'Day. I didn't know they had him. Yeah, they brought him over midseason last year. Oh, Erodis Viscaino. Right. Who had a nice? He's got a power arm. Yeah. But. If you can sync those guys back to, you know, set up guys right. instead, I think that's where they're better fit. Of course. Then I think that, you know, you're looking at much better. Uh, I mean, don't forget, the Braves also did bring in Josh Donaldson. Yeah. So they have power to compensate, compensate for a lack of pitching. Yeah. Because, again, you don't know what these young guys are going to do. Right. So, Kimbrough to the Braves is what you're thinking to really solidify that team? Yeah. I like it, and I think, sure, that, that could happen. I think Kimbrough's going to go back to Boston because he's going to realize, well, Boston's going to realize, A, they need a closer. Yeah. They lost Joe Kelly. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to lose Craig Kimbrell. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Very true. Bring back Craig Kimbrell, there's a, t- there's a better chance at a repeat than without him. Yeah. If he doesn't go there, though, I think the Braves are really the only option for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of teams need back-end bullpen help, but he he wants to win. Let's be real. Yeah. He got that taste of victory last year with the Red Sox. He wants to win. Okay. So he's going to go to the Red Sox or Atlanta. I'd say he goes to the Sox. Okay. Um, Another free agent. I think the last one we'll hit. Mike Moustakis. 
Okay. Bet on himself last year. Mm-hmm. Ended up back with the Royals, right? Yeah, and they got traded to Milwaukee. Right, where he kind of helped uh, helped them make the playoffs and make a run. Okay, yeah. He's betting on himself again. Yeah. He, he's late. really betting on himself right now. Mm-hmm. He got a one-year $8 million deal last year. Yep. A, can he do better? B, where can he get it? Um, I mean, yeah, he could definitely do better. He's not just an $8 million player. Oh, never mind. It was 5.5. It was 5.5? Yeah, he's definitely not a $5.5 million player. When you, when you search Google, it says salary 5.5. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, is that because he got traded, though? Possibly. Okay. okay. Either way. Either way. No, he's not worth either. He's worth. Excuse me. He's worth much more. He's a Scott Boris client. This makes so much sense now. Is he? Betting on himself. I have the hiccups. That's all right. It happens to the best of us. Um, So you think he's more than 5.5, more than 8, but is there really a team out there that needs him, that needs a third baseman like him? Uh, If the Padres, which we were talking about earlier, they they talk to him. Yeah. Um, If they can't get Machado, then, yeah, I would go after him. Definitely. So he's Padres plan B. Yeah. If I was Padres, yeah, definitely. Is I mean, at age 30, is he a long-term lockup? Nah. Three years. Okay. At most. See, I feel like a, a reunion with the, the Brewers is inevitable here. Yeah? I don't think so. No? No. Because they got Travis Shaw and the... Little, little Asian way- dude at second base. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I don't know. He hits like crazy. I don't know. He's got a Japanese name. I can't remember it. Um, I think the way they were able to manipulate their roster with Mustakis mm-hmm. made that team so much better. Yeah. So I think it only makes sense to keep him. Yeah, but then you're you're saying that you're ready to put Travis Shaw back at second base. I mean, he for a full a liability defensively. No, but you're asking a guy that's 6'3", 220, 230 to be playing second base. That's a little outrageous in my opinion. All right. I mean, either way, it's, again, Brewers are positive. That's, that's the really right is. side of the infield. You're going to be lacking on a lot of range. Right, especially with Aguilar, Aguilar base. Yeah, who's not, not exactly the quickest. He's not, yeah, not fleet of foot at all. So, yeah, I guess I'll go... I'll go San Diego or Milwaukee. Final answer is going to say San Diego. You're right. I think San Diego makes sense. Yeah. I do. So Definitely makes the most sense. Yeah. I mean, those are really the top guys left, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we missed anyone, really. No. Um, so I think on the show now we're going to start something new. Do best of the internet or Twitter. Yeah. So have some tweets from since the last episode that kind of are out there or something comical at least. Okay. First one I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Darius Rucker. Yeah. <laughs> Saying the Reds, this is the exact tweet, ready? Crazy sports prediction for 2019. Go. Me. The Reds are going to win the World Series. All right. Crazy. It's just nuts. It's out there. It's out there. It's bold. I wouldn't say it's crazy or nuts, though. Well... They're a sneaky team. Watch out for them. They are. 
Major League Baseball tweeted back the eye emojis. Mm-hmm. Rich Eisen, NFL Network fan, yeah. tweeted Darius, <laughs> to which the Cincinnati Reds replied, Rich. <laughs> and Amir Garrett, Reds, Reds uh, closer? Uh, Reliever? Pitcher? No, so I think he's a starter, actually. Uh, he was everything. Who knows? Reds pitcher. pitcher. Speak it into existence. Come down to the clubhouse this year so I can sing Wagon Wheel for you. Can only hope that there's a video of that. Yeah. So Darius Rucker thinks the Reds are going to win the World Series. Yeah. Are we going to hold him to that? Fuck yeah, we are. (laughs) Um, Another one I saw. uh, Trevor Williams, Pirates pitcher. Easily one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Yeah. Dude, it's hysterical. All right. So you know how going around the internet is some of you have never blank and it really shows? Yeah. Okay. The new meme. Right. It's a new whatever. Oh, it's phasing out already. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Trevor Williams. Some of you have never given up a grand slam on an O2 slider and it really shows. <laughs> the best part was he f- replied to his own tweet with a picture from when Chris Taylor had an O2 grand slam off of him on a slider. Mm-hmm. Able to laugh at yourself. I respect it. Trevor Williams, shout out to you. Yeah. At Mayamo Trevor. Nice oh, handle. Oh, let me listen. Respect, you got to respect it, right? There's a language barrier in baseball, but not for Trevor. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Get salsa in here, boy. Did you hear Zach Britton's name has been spelled wrong since he's entered the league? No. Everyone's been spelling it Z-A-C-H. Yeah. Okay. That's wrong, apparently. Okay. So Zach Britton tweeted February 7th, breaking news, I will be going by my legal name, Zach, Z-A-C-K, okay. instead of my stage name, Zach, Z-A-C-H. <laughs> Everyone continue to breathe normally. Hashtag been living a lie. Hashtag birth cert fail. Okay. So yeah, that's funny and all, mm-hmm. but the reply. Somebody tweeted back a picture of a Zach Britton game used autograph. 2013 it looks like? Nah, that'd be 16. 2015. 2015, I think it was, yeah. 2015 postseason Zach Britton jersey. Yeah. Saying, I don't care which way you spell it as long as it ends up on this jersey. To which another user replied, is that game used? Yeah. Zach Britton then goes, short answer? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Gotta love off-season baseball uh, Twitter. Yeah. Because Noah Syndergaard's been in peak peak tweets. Mm -hmm. Zach Britton, clearly, throwing some shade at Buckshaw Walter. Yep. Trevor Williams, and then the Reds Twitter account. Phenomenal. Exactly. I love it. If you don't follow baseball Twitter, you're missing out. That's just my opinion. I mean, I love it. I'm with you. I don't even use Twitter. I know. I've noticed. <laughs> That's why you don't have anything for this segment. Hey. Next week. Next time. Next next show you'll have something, right? Sure. Let's hope so. I'll get from Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Instagram. Hopefully we get to the point where we can actually show these pictures. Yeah. So... We'll end the show. Our top five. Something we did yep. last time. I think it's going to be how we end the show. Okay. Top five baseball movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go first with your two honorable mentions because I still have to figure Ooh. out my list. I've been struggling. I had a list. Yeah. I changed it. I crossed that list out. I am struggling with this. There are so many fantastic baseball movies. There really are. And you tell me you haven't seen half of these. Which disappoints yeah. me. Well, okay. I've seen most of them, just not the entire thing. It's, it still disappoints me. Yeah. Hey. Grow up. What's your two... 
My two honorable mentions are Field of Dreams, which I know you it's didn't on my agree list. with. It's on my list. Being an honorable mention, but it's an honorable mention, you know. All right. And your second one? Great movie. Uh, and my second one, Benchwarmers. As an honorable mention, Rob, how does a Rob Schneider movie get to be an honorable mention on a top five list? That movie is hilarious. So quotable. <laughs> Someone get a sword. <laughs> through all my years of playing baseball, I have not heard anything be quoted more than Benchwarmers. Richie had a four-footer. Exactly. Just, there you go. Uh, it is an iconic movie. Doesn't even make my list. That's how many good movies there are. Okay. My honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm narrowing it down to this is amazing. Moneyball. Ooh, okay. Honorable mention. Let me cross that off this little list here I have because I've been scrambling the entire show to try and figure that out. Oh, God. And my second honorable mention, it's going to be... Fuck, this is a tough one. I'm yeah. going to go... I'm going to go The Natural. Okay. The Roy Hobbs story. Mm-hmm. That's my honorable mention. I mean, right. fantastic movie. Yeah. It really is. Uh, but it's not as quotable as The Benchwarmers, though, unfortunately, even though no. I think it is just a better overall movie. Okay. So, you're number five. My number five, A League of Their Own. A little low, but okay. I like yeah. it. Nah, not for mine. I don't like it. Well, I'm sure you have your... My high and mighty superior lists, right? Yeah. Number five, a league of their own. My number five, rookie of the year. Okay. Rowan Garner, or however, whatever variation of his name. Okay. <laughs> and it's Gary Busey in that movie, right? I think. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Gary Busey's Is the it? old, the old vet. And then there's the guy who's the pitching coach. Yeah. That makes me laugh every time. Just get stuck in the in the cage with all the chew. All right. One of my one of my favorites, especially when I was younger. All right. Number four. My number four? Yep. Forty two. That's your number four, huh? That's my number four. Why? Uh, I just love What it. makes that love, better than a league okay, of their own? I love Jackie Robinson. Love him. And I felt that it was portrayed amazingly. Right. Uh Harrison Ford played Branch Rickey. And one of his better roles, but one of his better non-Star Wars roles. Uh, okay. I've never seen Star Wars, but Jesus. Anyway. Man. You're killing me, uh, Smalls. Uh yeah, we'll get there. Chill out. Um How set it up. Uh yeah. I don't know. It was just a great movie. Right. It really was. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. Jackie Robinson is an inspiration. He's a great baseball player. Phenomenal. And that steal home against the Yankees. Was he safe or out? Yeah, he was safe. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Steals uh, my heart every single time. My number four, A League of Their Own. Okay. I mean, just an all-around. That movie, I, my dad and I will stop and watch it whenever it's on. Okay. It's just one of those movies where if you see it's on, you're going to watch it. All right. Also, it's one of the most iconic quotes in baseball history. No crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Um, so, yeah. I think just and the fact that there's an exhibit in the Hall of Fame yeah. for that yeah. just kind of helps round out just how great of a movie it is because it's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was done really, really well. Yes, had a good cast. 
phenomenal. Rose, except for Rosie O'Donnell, but you know. Madonna. No, but no, but she actually pl- played a uh, a key part in that movie. I heard. I found this out a yeah. couple months ago. Let's hear it. The reason she got cast for that character is because uh, the director or one of the other cast members couldn't hear well, so she was just yelling out to what the other person said to the director. I think I think that's what I heard. I don't remember exactly, huh. but because she was so loud, everyone could hear her on set. Makes sense. Right. So it, it was only fitting for that character to be her. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, phenomenal movie. Well. Anyway. Number three. Number three. Moneyball. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, Brad Pitt plays. Brad Pitt's great. Fantastic movie. And also, another thing, it just always links to me is the story behind it. Right. And nothing is more magical than that shit. What what name something more magical than that that has happened? Um, that team should yeah. not have won. No, not at all. Exactly. That, who, I'm trying to remember the uh, the first Scott Hillenbrand, right? Or, yeah, right. That's something name. like that. Hillenberg, Hillenbrand, Hillen, something yeah. like that. No, Steve, Hillenberg is the Nickelodeon the SpongeBob creator. Is it? I think yeah, so. I think you're right. Um. Anyway, all right. Great movie. My honorable mention, though. Yeah. But it was... Billy Bean is a genius. I think Jonah Hill did a really good job in that He movie. did. That was, like, one of his first, like, serious acting roles, too. Right. It wasn't the, it wasn't the you know, the, oh, my God, it's the fat kid at a party kind of role. Yeah, not the funny. But he still had his co- comedic moments. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it's just Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, My number three, Little Big... Uh, yeah, Little Big League. All right. I love that movie growing up. Again, you never it's a movie you don't hear about that often. Okay. Because it's about a kid owning I'm hitting the garbage pail. That's oh, why okay. you're looking around, I know. Um it's about a kid owning a baseball team. Yeah. When the fuck is that ever gonna happen? Uh, legally it can't. Right. Until but, he's eighteen. Yeah. But that's what again, it's that the fictionality of it yeah. kinda brings you in. It just sucks that he owned the Twins. Right. Of all teams, the fucking Twins. <laughs> well, hang on. I'd rather own the Twins than the Marlins at this point. I don't know. Get have some fun with the Marlins. Got nothing to look forward to. It's like a total building process. Right, but as a kid? If you're 12 years old, which team would you rather own, the Marlins or the, the, the Twins? I don't know. I guess Neither twins. one, but... Neither, really, but yeah. yeah. I'm picking the Twins. Also... Think about it, like so also, much nicer in Miami yeah. than Minnesota, especially now. Yeah, but then they had the the the, the dome, the Metrodome. Also, more. One reason I love oh, that movie. Back then, okay. Yeah, one reason I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Great cameos from Penella, Griffey, and Randy Johnson. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Just fantastic job by those guys. All right. Not known for their acting. Should have gotten a Golden Globe for those. But yeah, hey, that's just me. <laughs> All right. You're number two. My number two. Well, here's the thing. I don't have a number two. I don't have a number one. These are tied. Do you have one A, one B? One A, one A. They're equally tied in my heart. All right, go ahead. Number one. The Sandlot and Major League. Right, and those are my number one and two either, also, in, yeah. respectively. Yeah. Um, you're killing me, Smalls. Just the fantastic. The quotability of the Sandlot alone. Yeah. I think 
far and away mm-hmm. is, I mean, did, uh, see, the Sandlot is a timeless, right? Like everybody has to see the Sandlot, right? It's not just a baseball movie. It's it's a it's a growing up movie, coming of age movie. Yeah, it's just like, like he says, like you just gotta have fun, right? Yeah. I mean, did you see the, the there was a twenty fifth anniversary documentary done yes. about it? I saw a little snip on Facebook about it. Every every one of those guys, to this day, twenty five years later, after puberty, mm-hmm. after college, after they've gone on and done things with their life, twenty five yeah, years later, adults. these guys are full grown adults. In their thirties, late thirties, probably. Early thirties, early forties, maybe depending yeah. on how young some of them were. Yeah, um, they're still known for this role. Yeah, like Patrick Renna is still known as Ham Porter. Yeah, all all of them. I mean, it, it's just if you see any of them, they're probably more so. I don't think known there's for that role other than anything else. Right. I don't think there's a more iconic move baseball movie than The Sandlot with Major League coming close though, with a close second. Okay. I think Major League, just the cast, mm-hmm. the the story. Yeah. And there is comedy in that movie. A There's lot. a lot of mm-hmm. moments where you just sit there and say, what the fuck just happened? And that's the thing also with Major League is that it's an adult's movie. It's not right. a kid's movie. No. It's not. It's the adult version of Angels in the Outfield, I think. Minus the, the magic. Okay. I think if you want to try and... Compare it to anything too. It would be that teams that not team that isn't supposed to do well does well. It's like Angels in the Outfield, who you, which you and I both agree not the best movie. Um, I mean, just some other. Um, oh fuck! What I just realized I didn't put Field of Dreams on my list like I I, I meant to. Oh, you idiot! I'm a fucking idiot. <sighs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I right, added in there. Oh man, yeah. So let's push Rookie of the Year out as an honorable uh, and put it to the honorable mention. Moneyball's out completely. Oh man, oh, Little God, Big just, League becomes number four. Just just throw it in there and talk about why. A League of Their Own becomes yeah, number five. Good. Number three is Field of Dreams. I can't believe I fucked that one up. That's just how that just I. that just shows how hard this list is to make. Mm-hmm. You have your heart set on a movie on a list. And you just completely overlook because there's so many other great movies. Feel the Dreams. That's a movie I will forever watch whenever it's on. I will sit there even at one in the morning. I'll watch it. Okay. Simply because of the James Earl Jones speech. I think there is no better monologue in sports movies. Okay. Understandable. Even Vince Scully had an in it. Immaculate rendition of it. Immaculate, huh? Yeah, immaculate. They did, Major League Baseball put that together for his final season, right? It was like a kind of like a hype video to get ready for the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. for his final year. For his final year in the booth, his what sixty seventh? Yeah, something like that. Anybody who knows me knows I love me some Vince Scully. Yeah, he's I mean, amazing. You know, we should we should uh, have a listen to that real quick. Ray. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, 
longing for the past. Oh, of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person, and they'll pass over the money without even thinking about it, for it's money they have and peace they lack. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines, where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game, and it'll be as if they dip themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and could be good again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Fucking immaculate. It gets me every fucking time. <laughs> that gets me every fucking time. Understandable. Very, very understandable. One of my favorites of all time. All right. But definitely not the best. Okay. Top five best, yes, but not the best. But one of my absolute all-time favorites. Um, once again, you know, it's been Take a Pitch episode two. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Take a Pitch. Yep. Uh, let us know what your top five is. I know I asked a few people prior trying to get a grasp on a list here, trying to figure this out. Okay. Yeah, you know, other great movies. Summer Catch. Well, I wouldn't say it's great, but a good movie. Summer Catch. Um, okay. You got rom-com right there's a whole list of rom-coms yeah. that are that are baseball Sneaky. movies bull durham yeah didn't make either of our list no. it did make my initial list though um mr 3000 a great movie yeah. bernie, mac. bernie mac yeah rp uh bad news bears yeah classic the rookie with dennis quaid yeah for the love of the game with dennis quaid is here <laughs> for the love of the game with costner again yeah um so many costners yeah bad news bears just What's he been in? Three movies? Costner was in Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, and For the Love of the Game. Yeah, three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wouldn't be surprised to see him in another one. Yeah, he's old, so he'd have to play a different, play a different role. Can't be the player anymore. Yeah. But. Could be a, a GM nah, or. I'll take that back. Look at Roger Clemens tossing mid 80s. In the, in the UT alumni game, at, right? Yeah, 54. Right. Best thing right. you saw on the internet? Best yeah. of the internet right there for you? Yeah. All right. Now yeah, you have something. Go with the best of the internet. Movie recommendation for you because you said you hadn't seen it. Trouble with the Curve. Clint yeah. Eastwood, Amy Adams, Justin Timberlake. JT. I mean, you can't go wrong with Justin Timberlake. Good movie. Another, again, another good baseball movie. Yeah. So many good baseball movies that it's so hard to make this list. Mm -hmm. But again, let us know what your list is. Follow us on Twitter at Take a Pitch. And I guess hopefully the next time we hear from us is when one of these guys signs. Yeah. 
We can only hope it's soon. Oh, I'd imagine. Pitches and catches reporting soon, so enjoy what little baseball we can see. Enjoy the sound of the glove popping. Bats on balls. Cracking. Bats cracking, yep. Gloves popping, bats cracking. And uh, yeah, hopefully Snap. one of these guys signs soon. Crackle, pop, Rice MLB. Oh. <laughs> Signing off. This is Billy. This is Max. This has been Take a Pitch.